Join me, Professor RPG, as I sit down with friends, colleagues, and special guests as we reminisce and discuss role-playing games that left their mark on us. Expect to see all sorts, from western style to Japanese and even tabletop. So stay a while and listen, and let us trigger those memories of tales long since completed. Relive that fantasy you hold dear, and come along with us, adventurer, on this quest into the past. Welcome to the RPG University. Classes in session today, we're heading into Tartarus. As always, I'm your host, Scott White, also known as Professor RPG, and this week I have the pleasure of welcoming back to the university freelance writer extraordinaire and just generally a great guy, Michael Heim, to talk with me about the brand new release, Persona 3 Reloaded, uh, which we've actually both reviewed, uh, you for IGN and myself for RPG site, but first and foremost, how's it going, Mike? Hey, thanks for having me, man. It's good to link back up. I know that we uh, we have seen each other at various events throughout uh, the past couple of yeah, months, recently, years, maybe. It's, yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it's been it's been great. It's yeah, been the, great. the the RPGs are happening. A lot of them um, coming out. Yeah, but I would not go. I would not go to Tartarus uh, for RPG University. I'd rather go to GeckoCon. I feel like that's a better suited school to learn about RPGs. Let's just go to the mall. You know, yeah, for, we'll forget it. Let's go to the mall. Yeah, we'll, Actually, we'll probably mall. get better, uh, better audio and kind of nice and quiet if we just head straight to the velvet room. Yeah, oh, I yeah, think yeah. Igor will uh, will mess with us. Yeah, I feel like they got good sound isolation there. Yeah, they they must they must. But yes, <laughs> we are here to talk about the latest release. Well, it comes out tomorrow uh, at time of this episode's releasing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we are going to talk about the ground up remake of Persona Three. Uh, Persona 3 Reload, but before we get into that, so this is a remake of a PlayStation 2 game that initially released in the United States on August 14th, 2007, Um, and then in Japan on July 13th, 2006, and some games that also released in 2007, Uh, just to kind of get our our minds back in in the day, uh, include Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4, the original Modern Warfare, Super Mario Galaxy, <coughs> excuse me, Halo 3, Bioshock, Team Fortress 2, Portal, Half-Life 2, Episode 2, Rock Band, God of War 2, Uncharted, Drake's Fortune, Mass Effect, among many, many others. This was a loaded year uh, for a, at the time, relatively unknown game to really um, come out. So, uh, I guess first and foremost, Mike, before we get into Reload specifically, what's kind of your history with Persona and uh, Persona 3 in general? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, the first thing I want to say is when you, when you think back to it, a PS2 game coming out in 2007 in a year that is often regarded as the best year in video games is wild to me. That is yeah. so wild. Like you're playing Mass Effect, you're playing the Half-Life, Half-Life 2 Episode 2, and then there's persona 3 on the ps2 in 2007 and that that's just War 2 released i mean that was another big bang yeah right a, yeah uh, ps2 game yeah that, that really uh like stretched the uh the power of the ps2 at the time but um my history uh with persona is is rather it, it's kind of weird because it, it's in reverse really uh, i discovered persona in 2017 with persona 5 uh my good friend and co-worker at the time lucy james reviewed 
Persona 5 and I was watching or I was uh, editing her review and I was like, oh, wow, this sounds really fascinating. Like, obviously, I love RPGs. I just never had a chance. I played some SMT back in the day, but I never really got into Persona, I think, because because three and four were PS2 games at a time when the generation had already kind of passed, at least in the uh, in the West. So I, I looked at this as a way to get into it. And I was just absolutely blown away by uh, Persona 5. I mean, if if you knew, if any, anyone who knew me at the time, especially the my coworkers at the time, they knew like that became my whole personality. <laughs> P5 so really good. took over uh, took over my life uh, in a way that I think was like had a massively positive impact on me. Um, yeah. But after that, I was going on a press trip and I was in the middle of P5. And then I was like, wow, I, I need to keep playing a Persona with me while I'm away on this trip. So I went to uh, a local GameStop, bought a used Vita and a used copy of P4G. Uh, and I played Persona 4 Golden. Uh, and then so I was in the balancing P5 and P4G. And then as soon as I finished 5, I was in the middle of 4. And then in the middle of 4, I started playing P3P. Uh, so I actually played Portable first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did the female route on uh, uh, Persona 3 Portable. Then eventually I went to I got the PS2 version off of the PS off of PSN from a PS3 to play FES. And I played the like the original run of FES and the answer. And then a couple years later, I just felt like playing P3 again. And so I played it for a mm-hmm. third time. And uh, I think and there I've started up multiple times just as like a comfort game. P3 became like a very uh, like a comfort game. And like as soon as I finished it and every time I played it, it's the one that kind of stuck with me the most out of all the Persona games. I think that's the mm-hmm. one I just think about so much because it's the one that asks the big questions. And not only that, it has answers for those big questions and in, in ways that are kind of profound, right? Uh, that I think stand the test of time. So I think a lot of when I look back on P4G, I think a lot of its messages about identity kind of get lost or not get lost, but they've uh, they have not aged well is what I'll say. Um, P5, I think, is stands the test of time because of what it has to say about uh, social injustices. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I do think that is very much embedded in a modern time, which I think is uh, it's still relevant for sure. But there's something about P3 that kind of transcends time in a way where you know, it's still so steeped in Greek mythology. It's a Greek tragedy, really. Like the story of P3 yeah. is a Greek tragedy. And that's why so much of that that lore behind like the personas themselves and the different entities that you are fighting throughout that throughout that game is steeped in Greek mythology. And it's very light ways. Um, but when you take a bigger bigger look at it, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah this is very much uh, like a traditional Greek um, uh, tragedy wrapped in a great, fun... Uh, Japanese RPG and that's the thing that started like the yeah P3 just like hit the hardest Uh, Mm -hmm. and I think I was like kind of blown away by how no matter when I like I play this in 2017 when I whenever no matter when you play P3 there's something about it and I say it is timeless so it transcends the the limitations of the PS2 or the PSP if you play portable and um, I think that's a testament to its characters uh, and the, the way it kind of builds up towards its conclusion uh, and the time that you spend in that game. This game's long, right? Yeah. Um, I think every run I've done has like been 70 to 80 hours. Uh, so you spend so much time. And that's, that's the thing about these about RPGs, specifically Personas, that you live your life 
there's a calendar yeah. system and you, you grow attached to it. You go through routines, you live your day, uh, live your life day to day. Um, and you build this level of familiarity. And when it's gone, it feels like something is now missing from you. Uh, and that's the case for every persona game I feel. Uh, but after three anyway. Yeah. And yeah. And so the thing with three is that it, uh, I don't know how, how do I say this? Uh, I think it's, I will say that, it is the boldest conclusion that I've seen in an RPG for a very long, in a very long time. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that's also part of why I'll never forget it is because of the way it ends. And it's, it's all in a way you, you think of a lot of um, RPGs uh, to have like, and a lot of Japanese media, I feel um, a lot of them have happy endings. You know, they want to ever the, the good guys are going to win. Mm-hmm. You know, your, your friends the power of friendship is going to yeah. transcend everything and there's definitely part of there that's definitely part of p3 for sure um but i think the way they subvert expectations in that way is also one of the more powerful things about p3 so mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of my history with uh, p3 it's i've always come back to it as a comfort game um and then i remember back in 2017 and 2018 i said to myself yeah uh, i had so I, I had a dream about uh p4 being remade in the p5 engine um and then eventually when I eventually, yeah, okay, yeah. Like, then, no yeah. Doubt. after this, there's no doubt. Yeah. I had a dream where I was controlling Chie running around a like rural area as mm-hmm. her and uh, in like the P- P5 graphics engine. I had a dream about that and I was like, wow, that'd be crazy if that was real. Uh, but ever since then, I think as I grown more attached to P3, I kept thinking to myself like, man, P3 could really benefit from a remake, but it's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. You can, I pulled up old tweets from like 2018 where I was just like, wow, P3. Oh man, if they'll never do a remake, but if they do, it's going to, yo, it's going to be like the greatest thing. I, this is the only thing I ever want <laughs> out of video games for the rest of my life. Um, and then for a long time, I would just like daydream of what oh, P3 remake reveal would look like. Uh, and I was like, Oh, what if they have like a new, uh, new version of Yukari talking to the main t- protagonist on the train mm-hmm. overlooking uh iwo todai uh, dorms going to school and shit like that um and then like dog it's real <laughs> like i played that game <laughs> that happened i reviewed yeah. it for ign that's crazy to me so yeah long it's, long story <laughs> no it's um so for me i remember it, it, what's so wild is i think there aren't many games out there not just rpgs but games where you can clearly tell and like pinpoint the game that redefines and like completely changes the trajectory of a franchise Mm -hmm. yeah and persona 3 was that for persona persona 1 and the 2 duology are such vastly different games compared to persona 3 persona 4 and persona 5 it's like this defined what persona would be and introduced so many of the systems like like the calendar system you were mentioning it defined the social links and introduced those which were so huge and honestly i feel put atlas on the u.s map they had other games and stuff that had come out in the u.s but it was persona 3 i feel that really got a lot of people's attention And then solidified with Persona 4 and Persona 5, like you were saying. I, I view Persona 5 basically as Atlas's, specifically the Persona's Final Fantasy 7 moment. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. it got the mainstream, the mainstream appeal. Yeah. Uh, it got 
non-RPG, non-Persona fans like looking at it because of the visuals and spectacle and everything of it. Mm-hmm. And after, um, I think it was Persona 3 Dancing and Moonlight was the dancing Persona 3 <laughs> game, right? Yep. I, yep. <clears throat> Starlight was four and then Moonlight was three, I want to say. It's been a minute. Moonlight, but, Moonlight's three. Uh, Starlight yeah. is five. Dancing All Night was four. All Night. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's four came out originally on Vita. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing, getting to see the Persona 3 cast redone in like a higher fidelity, like that Persona 5 style was like, mm-hmm. oh, so good. And then, yeah, yeah, people started frothing at the mouth for a full blown <laughs> remake. And, and here we are. Yeah. That's, uh, I reviewed P3 Dancing for GameSpot when I was with them at the time. <clears throat> and that was like the crux of my review is that, P5 dancing is cool and all, but like three has like a whole history to it with its soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, but also this is the first time we're, I mean, outside of maybe the, the, the anime movie adaptation. Uh, well, actually this is the first time that we're seeing those characters re-rendered in a full 3d world, the same mm-hmm. as P5. And I think I was like, that struck me like, yeah, it's a dancing game. I love rhythm games too. I'm like, that's like one of my favorite genres period. It's probably the genre I'm best at <laughs> in terms of like skill level, um, but like I have like this really strong emotional reaction to seeing mm-hmm. uh, the P5 characters re-rendered, remade uh, in that style, and then so that ever since then, ever since um, I saw P3 played P3 dancing, I was like, they gotta do something with this. Like this has to, this can't be the only thing that we get uh, from because like this Seas crew, this the story yeah. that they go through is like so important to me. You can't just leave me hanging, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so that's what Reload pre- pretty much does. So kind of on the topic of Reload, um, what was you? You have a fantastic review up on IGN. And I think oh, listener, you. I think everyone should go and check it out. But kind of sum up what what was special. What did you find special about this remake? And how does it compare to other remakes you've played? Yeah, yeah. That's a good question uh, because... Uh, the word remake means so many different things now because there's so many different reimaginings and reinterpretations of uh, of source material. And, yeah. and it's really fascinating in a post-FF7 remake world where FF7 remake is so much more than a remake, I would say. I've also, like, calling itself remake is kind of short-selling it in a way, right? Uh, because it is so different, because it is taking that, that source material in such a different uh, trajectory which is like mm-hmm. super fascinating which i absolutely love um but p3 is very true to that original game it's the same story most of the calendar events are the same as they were in the original um so in a way like yeah it's it's a remake because you're reimagining this place mm-hmm. in a completely different visual style and um but yeah the thing the, to sum up my review is like this is a, the, I say that this is the remake that I've always, uh, that I've kind of um, always hoped for, that it uh, that you can take P3 as it was, tidy it up a little bit around the edges, but tell the same story for people who just didn't have a PS2 in 2007 mm-hmm. to play this game and uh, don't necessarily want to go back to that old school style. I get it. There's something the PS2 era very much captures that you can't recapture nowadays. There's something special about it, but I'm I'm not really going to ask someone to be like, hey, you liked P5, right? Go back and play P3, the PS2 version. Like, I'll I'll advocate for that, but I don't expect them to follow through, and I get it. 
right? So in a way, it's yeah. like, hey, just modernize what was already there uh, and punch it up a little bit because this thing is special and I feel like it deserves to be told again for a modern audience. And that's exactly what this remake does. Mm-hmm. And the the to sum up my my review though, it's like there are a lot of things around P3 that are still dated because it's in some ways reload is too true to the source material. So yeah. you'll see a lot, you'll definitely see a lot of those like, oh, this is the first iteration of this persona formula. And sometimes that mm-hmm. really shines through in a way that isn't necessarily um, uh, in its favor. Yeah. But the things that the extra things that they do around it, like this is a strong foundation already. But a lot of the things they do around it with the new voice cast, with a lot of the new music and the new visual style all come together to kind of breathe new life into into a story I've seen like four times. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that's one of the the, the more things the, one of the things i'm more taken aback by is that like i know how the story goes i've seen it four times uh, i played through it four times and uh, i'm in tears every time I, every time mm-hmm. i do finish it uh but this time it was different because it's a reimagining of it it's it's a different visual style i revisiting places that i thought i knew and talking to characters i thought I already yeah. knew uh, but they have there's just there's more texture to them uh and then I, I think that's just like that's pretty much what I was looking for is that, you know, everything was so good to begin with. But if you mm-hmm. could just add a little bit more texture uh, to what was already there, that's that would be incredible. And that's uh, exactly what they did with this game. Um, now, granted, there are some things that I think they should have uh, maybe uh, rearranged or yeah. looked at a little bit harder <laughs> along the way. Um so uh, there's definitely that, uh, but overall, this is yeah. Reload is kind of what I had hoped for. It delivered, um, and I'm just like kind of, I'm still a little bit, uh, a little bit shocked that like this thing exists. Uh, yeah. I think I have such a deep connection with Persona Three that uh, it's almost hard to believe that they that this this thing exists. And uh, yeah, um, so and I think. People come at this game and review it from so many different angles, and no one angle is more valuable than another because what I've learned over the years about reviews is that you can only speak for yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to write a review where I'm like, hey, fans of X genre might like this. I'm like, I don't know. I can only speak from my experience. Like, I'm a fan of the genre, and this isn't that. This is how I feel is my experience, and here's how I'm going to break it down. So I don't want to, like, speak for other people. Um, So for me... It's like I have a very strong emotional reaction to Persona 3 Reload. I can't say the same for someone who might be going into this for the first time who has no idea what Persona 3 is, maybe came from P5 and said, I liked P5, let's see what this is about. Um, Maybe they won't connect with it on the same uh, level. Maybe they Mm -hmm. won't necessarily have that that nostalgia in the back of their mind where they're revisiting places that they, they, and characters that they already loved. So... Uh, it's hard to get a gauge of what other people are going to feel like. Uh, so I'm interested in post-release to revisit those ideas. But for me, speaking uh, for myself, yeah, I really, in the verdict of that review, I was like, yeah, things are dated, but there's so many things around the edges, which we'll mm-hmm. we'll talk about and get to. They add so many small additions and uh, changes around the edges mm-hmm. that add up to a lot. And then once you finish this game, at the end of the day, that core story still hits and in some ways hits different if not harder 
because of the modernization, the new visual representation and like the new, the music and the new voice actors who embody these characters. So, yeah. Yeah. It's so I admittedly, so uh, I played this back on PS2. I remember renting it um, way back in the day And persona three has always been one of those games that um, it didn't quite click for me. Like there are definitely mm-hmm. things that even from the beginning, I haven't uh, really dug like I n- I've never been a big fan of the switch to the, the, the kind of generic looking um, shadow designs as opposed to fighting. Oh yeah. The demons and stuff. Uh, the, even back in the PS2, the repetitive kind of design and layout and visuals of Tartarus, it just yeah. never struck in. There are a lot of things. And even back then with the, especially with this being the first, like cal- implementation of the calendar system i was like i don't like i just want to like go and explore or choose what i want mm-hmm. yeah which i've i've grown more accustomed to and i'm fine with but all these all those kind of gripes and nitpicks have stuck with me for every version of persona 3 mm-hmm. so with with reload they're very much still there yes they all look better there's a bit more diversity and adjustments in aesthetic from the floors and blocks of Tartarus, but I feel like it was still very repetitive. But at the same time though, I feel like, and I, and I said this in my review, I think this is the best, like Atlas had nailed what it takes, like the perfect remake because Mm -hmm. it, like you said, it adds those, um, those modern touches like the theurgy the the pass like the baton pass adaptation mm-hmm. yeah. it adds those little things the new mechanics removal of fatigue etc cetera, etc cetera. <clears throat> but it retains so much of the original bones of persona 3 mm-hmm. and especially with the remake i don't view that as a detriment mm-hmm. it's it's like it's an issue i have specifically with persona 3 the fact that atlas has kind of it has managed to maintain so much of what the original game is while making those subtle adjustments and additions to really elevate it while keeping it so very much persona 3 yeah i remember in the initial reveal i was very curious would this feel like just a blue version of persona 5 <laughs> yeah. you know would it this be would this feel like persona 5 with the c's cast instead mm-hmm. but it it leans so much closer to being persona feeling like persona three mm-hmm. um that i i applaud it and i appreciate it so much and <clears throat> from a from a reviewer's standpoint one of the I, and i want to get kind of how you approach reviewing remakes so with me and this one persona three was a bit of a challenge for me just mentally how i wanted to approach it mm-hmm. do you <clears throat> when you review a remake or a remaster do you review it on the quality of the remaster or remake itself? Like, is it a good remake? Is it a good remaster? Or do you approach it from, like, perso- like This is like a completely the, the story. Clean, like, clean new game. Like, from scratch. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, does the story impact? Especially, like, in this, where the story hasn't really been changed. Yes, there's some additional elements, but... Mm-hmm. You know the story. You've been through it a bunch. Um, does do you rate it 
as Persona 3 remake or just this is a really good remake? Um I think it's a blend of uh, like it's a blend of a lot of those things because uh, it's it's impossible to avoid like I, I feel like for something like this it's impossible to review it in a in a particular vacuum right there's there's no way I'm ever going to write about this game and not recall my experiences with the original uh, so that's definitely part of my review but um, you know it's this is a standalone game too. So mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's a way to talk about how these things can stand on their own uh, in the context of having played the original versions of this game so much. So I think what you'll see throughout my review is the way I uh, blend those concepts. And, you know, I, I think I, I got very positive feedback uh, in the editorial process about how I was able to do that. So um, it's like, I, like I could speak to the experience of playing this game, just playing the game and experiencing this game, but also bouncing between, oh, I noticed that they changed this to improve this aspect of the game and then contrasting that with what was originally there, how much work actually mm-hmm. got put into it. Because that is one aspect I think that a lot of people are going to be coming into this. Like, is it worth spending the money and spending all that time with something that I've played before. Like, is this actually going to be uh, as different as I want it to be? And then other people are going to ask, like, is this true enough to the source material? Cause you know, there's, there's people are going to bounce between all those mm-hmm. things. I'm never going to um, uh, be able to put myself in any of their, their particular shoes. Uh, so there are ways to talk about all those things um, in, in totality and bounce all those things because that's what I'm thinking in my mind is like, you know, I'm, I want to enjoy this game on its own, but you know, Mm -hmm. when I compare like how things are built in Tartarus or the little, the little touches such as like, Oh, I know social links aren't really some, a lot of social links still aren't, are the same. And in the year 2024, these things can be better and should be better. But then, Hey, you added these brand new cutscenes, social cutscenes that are some of the best you've seen in a persona game. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know that because I play the original games. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a balancing act that I think, um, like I like I said, I can't speak for any one person's experience, but I think I can at least put my thoughts together that, uh, they will be valuable no matter what mm-hmm. angle you look at it. So, yeah. yeah. Like I didn't penalize reload for using the shadows instead of demons or kind of the repetitive like the layout and procedural generation stuff of Tartarus or things like that, because I, I knew going in that that's my own bias. That's, that's my thing, but it's also part, there are also aspects that make persona three, persona three, and that they were able to still maintain it and incorporate it. I, I didn't view that as a, a penalty. I was like, this is, they really balance the new with the old. I feel really well. So mm-hmm. I was just curious how you approach remakes, because um, that was one thing I I thought a lot about yeah. <clears throat> when I was reviewing. It's like how do like do I let those nitpicks I've always had impact my score, or do I just accept it? It's, it's a me thing, yeah, yeah, and and let it go. And I ended up not. I I gave this a nine as well. I I think it. Like I say in my review, I think this is one of the best remakes um, that's out there. Um, but yeah, I was just curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, yeah, and like I said earlier, I, th- I don't think there's 
necessarily any wrong way to go about yeah. it. I mean, I'm sure you could think of a wrong way to go about it, right? But Probably. I think like for us who 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 do these uh, like who cover these games like through the years and have uh, a lot of institutional knowledge of um, how to cover games and uh, like how to share our experiences, I think there's a there are a bunch of angles you can take at it that I think are all going to be valuable to somebody, right? Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, it's uh one of those things where I'm like, hey, this stuff wasn't necessarily great back then, and yes, this is faithful and true to the original vision. But you can you can do some things here that like I think through playing a lot of remakes and remasters is that I've seen so many ways in which games can uh, still be faithful to the like the ethos and the vibe mm-hmm. of its source material while punching it up in a way that is um, that is uh, that is more enjoyable that is more modernized in a way. So like in my mind, like not to be all backseat developer, uh, but you know I could think of. Uh, maybe going into this I was like huh I wonder how they're gonna do Tartarus I wonder if it's just gonna be a series of floors again I was like that's kind of part of the theme that's kind of the vibe of Tartarus it really sells yeah. you on the idea that this the Tartarus itself is this unending tower of shadows mm-hmm. lurking everywhere right um so I think like that's important to maintain um but I think the act of ascending the floors is not necessarily always the most fun thing to do in the game and you know mm-hmm. i'm okay with that like i'm okay with them sticking with the true nature of tartarus um but that doesn't shield it from uh critique i would say yeah uh, so like i'll mention it's like hey this is this is how it was it's a better <laughs> it's a better version of how it was too but it's still you know yeah. i still did maybe didn't always enjoy my time climbing through tartarus i mean like i never really had a problem with it because i was like yo i'm going through I'm just running and doing yeah. battles and like the battles are fun. And oh, the, yeah. the environments, the way they recreated the environments of Tartarus is like really fascinating too. Um, and in a way they, they've like condensed a lot of floors. Like if you go back and play P3, like a lot of those floors kind of go on for a long time. Yeah. They're a lot smaller. Yeah. There's so much smaller in here. So you can like blitz through so many floors and you still get the the sense of climbing Tartarus without having mm-hmm. to go through like all of the damn mazes that were, that those floors kind of uh, were back in the day. Um, so I do give it, uh, and I mentioned in the review, like I give it props for um, sticking to it, but making it a way that's a little bit more palatable. Um, but yeah, I mean, in 2024, we've seen RPGs do some like really fascinating things with their dungeons and their level design. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, I, th- I feel like they struck a good balance. Yeah. But again, like I said, it doesn't shield them from critique. For sure. Um, and that's a great, great approach. Um, one of the big things with Persona 3 Reload that has been touted and, and it kind of showcased a lot in the trailers is the the redone, re, the new arranged soundtrack and the uh, brand new voice cast. Uh, what did you think about all those? The voice cast? Yeah. Man, I dedicated a whole... Yeah. Oh, my God. They... um. So when it comes to the voice acting, uh, I dedicated a whole paragraph to the to to that because uh, I think that across the board, this is. Um, I know some people are like feel some way one way or the other about it, but uh, personally, like I have such a strong attachment to the C's characters that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they announced like, oh, we're doing an all new voice cast, I was like, hell yeah absolutely they should do a completely new voice cast let's see what a full reinterpretation with a new 
vision, a new like fresh, um, like fresh talent who are like the, this game came out in 2006. And I feel like there's been so many talented, incredible voice actors who have come up through the years. Let's give them a chance to see how they can reinterpretate and reinterpret these characters that uh, I have a strong attachment to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so that was one thing I was really paying attention to throughout the game. And at the end of it, I, I, throughout the game, I was just kind of blown away by how every character is so true to their original sound, but you can tell that they're different enough. And at the same time, this there's, I, I call it a newfound enthusiasm because I really feel like each voice actor like really put a hundred percent into embodying these characters. So I think one of the biggest, and I feel like this, this has like made me appreciate certain characters much, much more than I did before. I think one of them is Fuka, like Fuka's voice actor mm-hmm. for this game, uh, Susie Young. She does, um, she's also uh, Yuffie in seven remake and she does a lot of anime, of course, uh, and a lot of other games, but her, her performance as Fuka made me appreciate and connect so much more with Fuka as a character. Um, so that's a testament to her voice acting that uh, like this character I thought I knew is a completely different and honestly a better version of who I thought she was. So uh, shout out to her and uh, Zeno Robinson, who does Junpei is absolutely incredible. Like the emotion, the goofiness, just Junpei's personality is so perfectly portrayed by Zeno Robinson's performance that there are moments like I I know the different things that he says and the moments he goes through throughout the story but those moments hit so much harder this time around because his performance was incredible uh so um and I I like everyone else too I think Mitsuru is almost it's almost indistinguishable the uh, like mitsuru's vibe and um and i think uh like i really like how uh, they uh reinterpreted igus and with uh and i think yukari too is another one who had another character who has a lot of uh emotional scenes like she goes through a lot she expresses a lot and uh heather gonzalez who uh, uh performs as you uh yukari um uh, there's just like a bubbliness to Yukari that I always knew it was there. And then when she pours her heart out to you at certain scenes, it feels like, wow, this is probably how I always thought Yukari would be. Uh, but now it's, it's real. Like this is that, this is the embodiment of that character now in reload. So across the board, I'm just like super impressed with every voice actor um, taking on the new roles. Uh, yeah. It's just, Man, this is this is how I. It's kind of I never knew that I wanted P three to be that until I actually got to experience it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I love I love the new voice actors. It, it's interesting you mention um, like Zeno, and I completely agree. All the performances are really well done. But one of the things I I noticed, and I I was a little confused by it some of the new voice actors seem to have really um, made these characters their own, brought their own kind of approach and Mm -hmm. delivery to a lot of the lines where others specific, specifically you mentioned Zeno uh, was one of them I brought up. It it almost sounded like some stood almost 
too close and almost tried to replicate the the performance of the old cast and while they still all did a fantastic job it, it was strange how some characters um i specifically called out akihiko played by alejandro saab in this one mm-hmm. had a much i felt much more unique performance as akihiko as opposed to azino who i thought played it very close to how vic played it in the original game <clears throat> and i thought that was interesting i would have liked if each character um ma- made the characters more their own I-, I guess i was more impressed with the characters that i i felt sounded more unique as opposed to trying to replicate the the old voice cast mm-hmm. okay yeah I-, um, I mean i could see that like um and not to say that they didn't perform well or anything like that. I think everyone did a very good job. All the um, side cast that for the NPCs, for the voice social links. Oh, the yeah. Complete, the mm-hmm. now completely voice social links. Um, I think everyone did a great job. It was just interesting the approach, how some people went very unique and made it their own, and others, I felt, were much more closer to the, the old voice actors. So. Yeah, I I, I I feel like there's a I feel like there's a really good balance between the two. Where, um, yeah, I, I it's 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 really hard to explain, but I think in my review I say it as like these are these are like f- more these are better versions. Of, like they sound so familiar, yet they're better versions of who I thought they were. So even when at least how I feel is like even when I can you can tell it's like hey I'm replicating this character who came before us which i think is the a, a good approach for something that's a remake it's like we all have a certain there are a lot of us who have a certain attachment to these characters for their especially yeah. for the voice acting so using that as a foundation and then kind of tweaking it a little bit or trying to do your best interpretation of it or i think are all valid approaches and there's variations of it throughout p3 reload but i think personally i think like every uh the end product across the board is like just great like it's great like mm-hmm. okay maybe Zeno's doing um like his interpretation of the original junpei that's a great version of that you have Alejandro sure. Saab who's doing like uh, taking a bit, bit more liberties with uh his approach to Akiko that's great too and then you have Igus with Don Bennett who's um, like I guess was a little bit more robotic in the original game, and I, I, I do kind of like miss that a little bit. But her reinterpretation of I guess uh, is still like that's a great interpretation of that character. So it's a little bit different, more so than um, like like Mitsuru is still very true to the original. I think Tara Platt, who uh, voiced uh, Mitsuru before, like that's such a good. I don't want to say imitation, uh, but it's like it's it's good. Like if you homage, using, yeah, yeah. So no matter how their approach was, I think all of it, the end product on all of that, was uh, was greatly beneficial to the experience. Yeah, um, I, I I agree. It, it performances were were stellar. Um, <clears throat> on the topic of shifting over to the the new arranged soundtrack, what do you think of the the new singer? Uh, and kind I, of approach yeah. <laughs> and tone of the the tracks. Yeah, that's a, that's a really that's a really good question. Uh, it's it's a fascinating one because my feelings have evolved uh, quite a bit. Where it, it's it's similar to the voice actors, where 
you know, it, it feels like the, the the singer of a Persona soundtrack is almost part of like a character in that yeah. game because they're the ones who are voicing the lyrics and the lyrics are reflective of what's happening, what these games are about, right? So in and a the way, soundtracks are so mem- are almost just as memorable as the games themselves absolutely, at this point. Absolutely. Uh, that's, that. that's one thing I mentioned in my review too. So it's almost like the singer of a Persona soundtrack is also a narrator in a way that I think is really fascinating that I don't think uh, many other, if any other game series kind of does this sort of thing, uh, tying its uh, its music that closely to its story. So it took a little uh, getting used to because I think Yumi Kawamura, who's the original uh, P3 singer, has such a distinct voice and every and it's, it's not just p3 it's like she's there for p3 fests and uh they had a new singer for p3 portables female route who i think was absolutely fantastic for a few songs mm-hmm. for their exclusive to the female route her voice is beautiful and like the way they come together in pq pq2 um and then the dancing game. Shout out to PQ. Hell like, yeah, dude. I want a PQ3 like oh shit. My God, yeah. Give me eight or just fucking put an HD collection together. <laughs> they did for Etrian Odyssey. Yeah, I know, right? That's so when the Etrian Odyssey uh remasters came to Switch or just came out, I was like, mm, you can do Q and Q2 also, you know. You proved you know it. how to do the whole map shit. You yeah. Don't stop now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was always one of the hangups. It's like, oh, how are they gonna do the map system on a on a single screen? It's like, well, they figured it out with the Etrian Odyssey collection. Um, but yeah, so with the with the music, it took some getting used to, because I think uh, Azumi Takahashi, who's the new singer, she's a very distinct voice that is uh, not necessarily, uh, I guess you would think of as traditional uh, J-pop or J-rock, and she's very distinct from like Lin from mm-hmm. P Five, uh, Shioko from p4 and obviously yumi kawamura from p3 um she has a distinct voice and it's kind of it i imagine it's tough though because you're stepping into a role that has already been established and so i think there's just going to be a lot of hesitation to fully accept that but i spent 70 hours with this game and i listened to her voice a lot it grows on you it grows on you yes and then by the end i'm not gonna say anything like what i was what i was feeling in particular when i finished this game but i'm like i was like wow this is She's part of the Persona family now. Like, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing to have a new interpretation of a game I've loved for so long, and then have someone new come in to represent that and do it so well, and do it in her own way. Um, like, she's a recording artist, like outside of video games, uh, of course. Uh, she's her own like uh, artist in uh, in J-pop, but um, for her to come in and kind of assert her own, uh, like, these are all. And the thing too is like they they re-record a lot of old songs so i i can get the trepidation like hey you're you're singing songs you're singing someone else's songs in a way um but the new tracks i think mm-hmm. are do a lot for like helping wedge the reload specific versions of these songs to become their own thing so now when people come into this who don't necessarily have an attachment to p3 can kind of get this fresh and new version of the things that we loved for so long about it um, and the new tracks are just absolutely stellar. Like they're amazing. Her voice in uh, "Color Your Night," which is the night theme, when you're out out and about in town, it that it is so beautiful. And like to hear Lotus Juice sing too. Oh man, Lotus Juice, so he's, good. he's back for this. He's the rapper uh, from the original game, 
and he's been throughout the series uh he comes back and does not miss a beat some of the some of the bars that he has some of the lyrics he has like make no sense at all but i do not care i do not care his flow like and any his... good japanese like anime track yeah his flow and his uh delivery is just so unique and i love it um yeah and i think like the opening i mentioned the i mentioned color your night and the opening track specifically in my review and i think those are songs that are when you listen to what those songs are about they're a celebration of p3 they tell the story of p3 and they use a lot of the late motifs and a lot of instrumentation from p3 songs so it's like atsushi kitajo who's the composer for reload who's been on the Atlas sound team for so long, worked with Shoji Meguro for so many years. He's done, he did the soundtracks, the new stuff for, I think, Royal, PQ2. I think PQ2 is one of the most underrated soundtracks of all time. And Kitajo did that soundtrack. So he steps into this role and just like nails it with all the new songs. Mm-hmm. Um, that in a way, I can't imagine P3 without these songs anymore. Like the opening track for the OP to this, to this game is just yeah. probably one of the best songs in all of persona history um so it's really it's really it warms my heart to know that the spirit of p3 was like continues on in 2024 through its music um and yeah just across the board it's it's just beautiful man the vinyl won't come out soon enough (laughs) it's well, now they have to make a, a PQ3 to incorporate these tracks, right? Dude, dog, they need they need a, a P3 dancing DLC pack. <laughs> I will buy that so fast, dog. Man, even though the 3DS eShop is offline, doesn't matter. Another no. reason to do a, uh, an HD remake. Yeah. They did such a great job with so much of this um, that I'm... I feel like Whoa. at this point, there's... <clears throat> There's no timeline that exists that they won't, in a few years, also make a Persona 4 remake in this style. What do you think? Oh, man. Here's the thing. I've I've talked about this um, quite a bit in other capacities, but the thing with P4 is um, as the years have gone on, the less and less attached I feel to P4. And P4... P4G was like my favorite game of all time for a period of time. Uh, when I fin I, when I finished P4G, like I was in shambles, bro. <laughs> like uh, I had a very strong emotional reaction mm-hmm. to P4G, um, but I think as time has gone on, I've my my views on identity and um, sh- social change and social justice have evolved. At, at such a pace that when I look back on P4G, I'm like, there's a lot of stuff that this game gets very wrong about its a its its commentary on identity. That if I were to re- if I played that for the first time today, I would be like, yo, y'all are wiling with this. So mm-hmm. unless they revisit a lot of that core uh, content from P4. I don't think they should remake P4. Um, and I it, I think like P4 is the one that I think a lot of people have such a strong attachment to that I feel like they would be probably the most hesitant to change things because mm. it would like there's a lot there's a lot of Persona fans who are 
quite honestly, uh, just like are very hesitant to be accepting of those sorts of like, there's a lot of homophobic stuff in P4. There's a lot of transphobic stuff Mm -hmm. in P4. And then I think, you know, maybe back in the original creation of P4 that those were their best intentions. Right. But you know, in 2024 and on, and it's just like those things don't hold up anymore. I think like our, the, the general consensus on those things have evolved and changed. And you see this a lot in Japan too, that like, you know, a lot of people, a lot of like Western commenters, whatever would be like, Oh, look at you trying to uh, change, trying to like assert your views on uh, Japanese pop culture. And it's like, you know, there are queer queer people in Japan too, you know? Yeah. like this isn't exclusive to the West. I don't. I don't know where they they get this idea that like queer people don't exist uh, in other parts of the world, but they do. And I think P four tries to touch on a lot of those things, gets it wrong, even with the best intentions. And like in a way, it's like okay, cool. Like that's what that game in two thousand eight was. Yeah. And I, in a way, I kind of respect it's the way in which it's bold in approaching those things so directly. In a game that is set in a real, in a like a real world setting, for as like wild as Persona gets, so I, I like in a way I respect P4 for trying those things, and I really connected with it in parts. Um, but unless you are going to revisit a lot of those things, I don't think it should get remade, uh, honestly. So, but yeah, I, I mean, I think P4G is still like it's it's not like P3 in a way where so many mechanics of mm-hmm. P3 were outdated. Uh, and P4 and P4G kind of uh, built a lot is like off the back of P3, of course, but like a great version of that where you can control all your party members and you have activities to do at night. And you're much, yeah. much more control of the things that you do in P4 that like a visual upgrade would be really cool. But I still think P4G is like holds up, at least from like a gameplay experience mm-hmm. that that is core persona. Like when you P5 obviously does like so many great things improves on the formula in so many ways but the foundation was there in p4g that i think if you want to play that kind of game p4g is like still a great version of that formula i honestly want to see remakes of persona and persona 2 duology like i am Mm. as a huge fan of both of those it, it always irks me a bit i feel like so many people think the series starts at persona 3 (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and like especially persona 2 with it being a duology and the characters being older especially in the second in the second game mm-hmm. like being yeah adults college students uh, a completely different stage in their life mm-hmm. would be so interesting because so many people now just associate persona with oh it's the high schooler game you know yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> whereas I mean, the first Persona had, like, two different storylines you could follow, like, completely different ones. You had the Ice Queen and then the normal one. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the duology. The <clears throat> There's just... I would love to see those games get some love. Because, like you said, Persona 4 Golden still holds up gameplay-wise and everything. And <clears throat> give, some, give some love <clears throat> to the game that pe- the games people have kind of forgotten. I would yeah. love to see. Yeah, me. I one thousand percent agree. I played, um, I played through Innocent Sin and Eternal Punishment, and I was uh, like just impressed. Like game, they so gameplay wise, I think they're like the weakest ones, and like those are things that can 
like those those stories that are told in Innocent Sin and Eternal Punishment can benefit massively from a gameplay overhaul. Oh, a lot yeah. of the like the core story content in those two games, those still hold up. And if you can just up the like the gameplay aspect, re um, like if even if you just modernize it in like the modern SMT formula, yeah. Uh, and like give it the visual upgrade, of course, just restructure <laughs> things, but tell the same story. Like, I think people would be very impressed with what Persona Two uh, is, and I would love to see it because. I think that's one of the things like as we closer whenever Persona 6 comes out, whenever that may be, but the more and more it's on my mind, the more I'm like, hey, we've done high school three times before and I loved it. Yeah, I think it's great because these are great coming of age stories, but Persona doesn't always have to be a coming of age story Mm -hmm. and it hasn't. It it used to not be that. Um, So if you can do a Persona 6, like do like revisit the things that you kind of touched on in P2 maybe. Um, or even like shifting to college yeah, yeah. like I, I mean you you see this a lot in just japanese pop culture right like a lot of the media revolves around um like that age range because it's such a pivotal moment yeah. in uh in like in people's lives in japan uh, where like it's you're the brink of adulthood there's like a there's a sentimentality that comes along with being like 17 18 just out of high school or about to leave high school there's a lot of uh it's a turning point for a lot of people's lives and makes for fascinating stories i think um but there's so much more to life than that right oh yeah um and i think p2 touches on some of that stuff Uh, so i would love to see them revisit those themes uh whether it be through a p2 remake or p6 i think there's there's like the formula of persona is so strong in telling any kind of human story yeah so it's so and much they're, more they're, accepted they're so good nowadays. It. Like the mm-hmm. these, yeah. the genre itself is more accepted and and widely adopted. Yeah, so uh, that's my hope for the yeah. for the series moving forward. What color do you think Persona Six will be? <sighs> Purple would be sick. Would be I cool. think. Purple. Um, P three kind of touches on green because the dark hour is so green. Mm-hmm. So they did green, blue, and per- and pink uh, throughout the P3 history <laughs> in a way, right? So you have yellow or gold, and you have red. So purple would be sick, dude. Purple would be good, and it, I think it's different enough. I I think orange would be really cool, but I think it's too close to red. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, yeah. But purple would be sick. Purple is sick, man. Like, yeah. You just <laughs> you do some really interesting things with like color motifs. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it's really fascinating the way they use color mm-hmm. in a lot of these uh, in every game, especially with red and P5. Like, oh, yeah, it's just so it's so um, it's so evocative of what P5 is kind of about. Uh, yeah, I just I love I love what they did with color. So, like, I don't know. Yeah. Make P6 purple. Yeah. Hashtag make that. Let's have that trend. Yeah. Make P6 purple. <laughs> um, wow. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, well, as I am coughing uh, lungs up here, um, before before we go and wrap this up, what tips or advice would you give to players that will be picking up Persona 3 Reload tomorrow? Um, I would say uh, um, to give it a little grace is what I'll say. Because um, as, as we mentioned, this is still at its core close to 
that early foundation that P3 established. And so a lot of that stuff still, um, a lot of that stuff is still there. And if you're coming off of P5 or just, you have these expectations for what the series is supposed to be, um, give it a little, give it a little grace, I would say, because what you'll find at the under other end of, of that, once you finish this game is something that's very valuable that kind of transcends a lot of its gameplay shortcomings. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I would say to to people that like um, by no means are any of the, like, the systems or gameplay aspects of P3 reload bad. They're not. They're, a lot of them are actually very great. But I think like the expectations are a little different that, um, you know, it's a uh, uh, Tatsumi Port Island is not necessarily it's not Tokyo. <laughs> You're not going to be um, like seeing all these cool sites or whatever. It's, it's a port city, which is nice. But uh, like the malls, the. Um, like the shrine there's it's not as expansive as the previous games necessarily were even a place like inaba which is in rural japan out of like in nowhere nowhere's land really mm-hmm. um but p3 has a vibe and uh just like soak in that vibe it's uh it's just it's very different so uh yeah give it a chance for sure perfect perfect yeah and for me it's enjoy the story um you really can get away with not necessarily grinding too much Mm -hmm. um so really take advantage of those of those days off uh explore the school invest in time in the social links and everything it's it adds so much to the story um and the depth of the world even small as it may be that you're living in at the time and your fellow members of seas so yeah yeah absolutely um yeah it's good <laughs> yeah so it's one of it's gonna take a lot for for something to knock p3 reload off my game of the year consideration so yeah well there's a lot of games left uh yeah, just in the sure next is. like month and a half that are coming out sure um, is man <clears throat> big names but mike thank you so much for joining me tonight and kind of reminiscing and looking back at this game and looking ahead at the game that uh, to come that hopefully you all will be enjoying very, very shortly. But where can people find you online? What do you have cooking? Go ahead and plug away your stuff. Sure thing. Um, you can find me and all my stuff at Michael P. Hyam on Twitter, at Hyam Michael on Instagram. Um, and you can catch me uh, covering, reviewing games on IGN and covering other games at GameSpot still. I'm out here freelancing. Uh, guesting on podcasts such as Acts of the Blood God, GameSpot After Dark, and uh, yeah, just out and about covering uh, covering games, talk, talking talking shit on Twitter, yeah. um, all that good stuff. So yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And thank you to each and every one of you who's been listening today. Be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast service as I'd really appreciate it. If you have an RPG you would like us to feature on an episode, tweet at underscore RPG University with the hashtag RPGU with your suggestion, or you can share your own favorite RPGs directly with me on Twitter at ProfessorRPG. As always, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to one another, beware of the dark hour, class dismissed. Peace.